Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Stacey. And this is the Body Smart Podcast. And today we are talking about whether you should take your kids to the gym or get them to work out with you, whether that's at home, in the garden, at CrossFit. So we just had this post that's had a lot of comments on it. Overwhelmingly, I would say negative comments. It's been very controversial. Very controversial, <laughs> um, which is... It's about like whether this baby should be hanging from a bar or not, and it's whether it can cause issues and tendon issues and ligament issues, and it's a natural reflex that the baby's just grabbed onto the bar. But when you see this baby, it's a cute baby, dead smiley. I think I checked out the Instagram. It's like a six-month-old baby, so it's not brand new, as uh, Steph says when they come out. It's a brand new baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's six months brand new. Um, I, and yet the baby doesn't look distressed. There's smiling. There's like looking at the mum, looking at the dad. We're not looking at the mum. The mum's stood behind the toddler or the baby. And yeah, it holds on for like 20 something seconds. And then like kind of let's go and the mum catches and the baby's dead smiling and happy. Uh, and a lot of people have liked it, shared it, um, had lots of like positive stuff when people have just liked and shared it but when you go to the comment section Ooh. oh the comment section that's where <laughs> you know that's where a lot of negative if you want to go and have a good like <laughs> popcorn fest go look yeah. at that post yeah um so yeah it's i never looked at it and seen anything like malice or you know negative in that sense i didn't see like a distressed baby like it was holding on for dear life and mum and dad both do CrossFit. And, and we were speaking to Melissa, one of our, in, in our team. And, you know, she's a, goes to CrossFit, teaches CrossFit, goes to the gym all the time. And, like, I've found that when you go to a lot of more, like, group class and gyms or CrossFit gyms, there's loads of kids there and, like, jumping off bars and hanging from rings and, you know, doing all type of stuff because it's, like, monkey see, monkey do. That's what they see their parents doing or the people out there. And it's, like, they want to get involved as well. And if it was a playground and there were kids hanging off bars and swinging on rings, nobody would be losing mm -hmm. their head over it. Yeah. Um, so I guess the reason we wanted to make a podcast episode <laughs> on this is because it was so controversial. It mm -hmm. feels like there's a lot of opinions out there um, around whether kids should even be in that space, like what's a healthy thing to model to your kids, where's the line? Um, and so we just wanted to have a bit of a discussion about it because even within the team where we all have quite strong positive associations with exercise, there was still a bit of debate about like, what's right, what's wrong? Like, yeah. what should we be doing with our kids? Um, so we thought it's a really interesting topic to explore and actually do some research and find out, you know, what is recommended? What is an appropriate thing to mm -hmm. do with your kids? Yeah, and I think with stuff like this as well, especially over babies and toddlers, like it changes all the times. Like loads of people have heard like, oh, you shouldn't strength train your kid because it'll stunt the growth and you know, or- Which I, by the way is not a thing. It's bullshit. Um, yeah, <laughs> research studies to back it up. I'm not just saying that genuinely, put them in the show notes, but um, yeah, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, and then like a huge thing was, oh, your knee shouldn't go over your toes when you lunge or squat. Like I actually, when I done my personal training certification when I was like 19, failed on one of my exercises because my knee went too far over my toe in a lunge you know and it's just like that's like again completely outdated yeah. like the i'm literally doing the guy's program now which is knees over toes guy and it's actually how you make your knees stronger is by training them going further over your toes and, and getting strong in that range well it's crazy because why would you not train your knees to ever not go past your toes when in real life it happens all it's gonna time. happen yeah. and then you're gonna have no strength in that range of mm -hmm. movement yeah so you know there's there's stuff like that happening all the time. And I, I mean, I have a def different view on a lot of different, <laughs> different things than some people, but I'm just like, yeah, I would, I would only want 
any child or any baby's best interest at heart and i think that's obviously a lot a lot of parents feel that way and when they see such a young baby but there was literally comments like this is child abuse and this is like this is wrong and those parents should be locked up and i was like that's like look at these parents they're like fit healthy active there's no doubt they they don't look like they're doing anything malice there's no doubt they want that for their kid as well and even let's say that was the wrong thing to do there was no malicious intent on that like you could just sort of tell mm -hmm. from the video and it's like I'm, I'm sure that baby is going to go on to be you know 20 times stronger than most humans on this planet just because they have to grow up you know mirror in the right environment yeah, yeah. and i think um something that one of the other team members said was really interesting when we read out the one about the child abuse one of the comments about child abuse he was like yeah well i bet the people who put their kids in front of tv for like three hours a day don't call that child abuse mm -hmm. whereas there's so much studies and research to say that's negatively affecting cognitive development increasing um you know like learning challenges putting your kids in front of tv but it's yeah. societally normal, so people mm -hmm. don't find it weird. Yeah, exactly. And and the same could be said for obese children. You know what I mean? That's like, has an obese child picked up the habits and has been given the food that a, an obese parent has? And again, lots of studies to show that overweight kids will get bullied more, will struggle more at school, will have more self-esteem issues. And that's, so like, is that not like a form of, you know, abuse? And, and by the way, like there's, like I've definitely got a lot more empathetic as I've got older and I've just understood people more and a more diverse range of people. I would have been like, well, yeah, that that is, a, you know, abuse to have an obese parent to have an obese child. And that, you know, like that would be much more of a direct approach I might have had like five years ago. But like for stuff like that to change, it's such a societal change. Like obesity is such a complex problem and some people are just living the way they are almost just in autopilot and don't even realize they're just like choosing convenience and doing this and doing that and i'm a, a big you know believer in like you have to take ownership for where you are and it's maybe not necessarily your fault but it is your responsibility and you do owe that to yourself and to your kids to make a change but like it doesn't mean that it's not friggin' difficult you mm -hmm. know what i mean if you're you're overweight your partner's overweight your kid's overweight you you don't have any knowledge around nutrition you don't know where to start it is difficult and that is probably going to get passed on to, to children and, 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 and so on and so forth. But yes, it doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's not that I wouldn't want to see change there, but it's a very hard pattern to break. So on the flip side of that, the things that are good to pass on to your kids, in our opinion, yeah. right, and also the science, um, <laughs> is healthy habits. So yeah. that's where, you know, when we looked at that video of the baby in the gym, we all kind of saw it of a viewpoint of oh but the kids going along with their parents to the gym they're seeing that being modeled as a normal thing that we do as mm -hmm. a family um and picking up that whole like healthy lifestyle from the age of six months like surely that's a good thing yeah i think a lot of the because you, you said this as well like you thought that baby was a lot younger than it actually was mm -hmm. it's like it was like six months old she was quite a dinky little baby yeah like, size wise yeah so some people might have thought that's a three-month-old baby mm -hmm. um so yeah, definitely that's a huge why for a lot of the clients that we we have. So like if you grow up with a healthy relationship with food, you understand your hunger, hunger and fullness cues, you just regularly drink water, like you will just grow up and then become an adult and just not really suffer with like maybe something your parents really did struggle with, which was like always just always feeling hungry maybe, or just like hormones out of whack, leptin levels out of whack just struggle like a struggle 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 and you've had to really fight through that and upskill yourself to become you know more educated around nutrition more self-aware manage your emotions better but like if your parents then teach you that like they've literally solved such a huge puzzle of your life because you do this every day you have to learn to manage your emotions 
on a day-to-day basis. You have to, you eat every single day, you drink every single day. Like, are you making choices that are in alignment with a healthier lifestyle? And if your parents is able to give you that gift, like what a gift to give you, because it opens up the the mental capacity and space to go and do so many other things in life. Yeah, it is an amazing thing to do for your kids. And although a lot of people join us for their own benefit, so many leave saying, I've literally changed the life of my entire family. Because mm-hmm. like you say, that knowledge, you can't unlearn it mm-hmm. and you just pass it on. The same as you would have passed on the habits you had before, except you're giving good ones now. Yeah. Um, and so when it comes to like taking kids to the gym and stuff, I actually think I'm all for it. And I really wish I was able to do it more mm-hmm. um, because when the CrossFit gym that I used to go to, there's like a half nine a.m. for everyone in America, nine thirty a.m. Because I I found Why out the other day, other people around the world think half nine is like halfway to nine, not half past nine. What? Yeah. What? I know it's half past yeah. nine. Is that true? Half nine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I divulge. Um, <sighs> diverge. <Yeah. laughs> Um, so there was always at that class, like Mm -hmm. a couple of babies in car seats and mum would be doing whatever she was doing and like waving over at baby or whatever. And baby was seeing mum working out and mum had a chance to go and get her exercise in. Um, my baby hated the car seat, so Uh, it wasn't going to happen. (laughs) And now he's like, he will not sit still. He will just Mm -hmm. run around and like pull kettlebells onto his head or something. So that's not happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but I cannot wait. There is a class where he can go when he's three. And I'm literally counting down because on a Saturday morning we can all go and yeah. he can go over there and do like genuinely do squats and like use a wooden dowel instead of a barbell. But mm-hmm. he wants to copy. He so does. he's yeah. just going to copy, but he's doing it with a piece of wood, which is mm-hmm. no heavier than any toys he has at home. Yeah. But when he's three, I, we're going to go. <laughs> no. um, but I just feel like it's something that's such a big part of my life. Why would I not want to take him? Why would mm. I not want to continue having that part of my identity be visible to him. Yeah. There's one thing getting time away to go to work out, but he's then only seeing like the mum bit of me. Mm-hmm. He's not seeing the mum who's being a badass and he's lifting loads of weight yeah, and yeah. is in her element and enjoying mm-hmm. her like gym family. Yeah. He, he misses that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think both are important to have that time to yourself and then also to, to model that behavior and for them to see that behavior. Um, my little sister has actually done this like when she like, was going to the gym you know, a couple of months after she that, uh, gave birth and would take the baby in the car seat. And, you know, luckily when they're, they're that small, they, they can't really run away, can they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and was, was a, you know, was a, you know, you had times, I remember seeing her there a few times, it'd be like, you do two sets and then next minute you spend like 10 minutes, like calming the baby down and you get like one more set. And then, but, you know, like you do what you can and, and the best that you've got. And she takes her little one to, to the CrossFit classes that she goes to now, which is fantastic because, you know, he is, you know, growing up. Uh, seeing that and seeing um, his mom take care of himself and uh, herself in that way, uh, which I think is is, is definitely a, a great thing to model. Yeah, and I think also the bit where you said about you, you only get to do two sets and then you have to deal with the kid and then you come back and do one set. Yeah, actually, for a lot of mums, that is the reality of doing a workout with kids. Like yeah. whether you're doing it at home, whether you're doing it in the gym. But I think normalizing that, because if we look on Instagram and we see, oh, there's this baby just bouncing in the car seat or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's this wonderful looking woman doing her exercises, and you've got like a 10 second clip and it all just looks like picture perfect. Yeah. And she's getting a whole workout in mm-hmm. and look how great she looks. That's not probably her reality mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Like all of us deal with this disjointed stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you still get it done, you get it done. Yeah. So I'll be able to get this uh, reaction video that we've done to this lady. She was on a spin bike. She had the baby on her back. 
and she oh, was yes. doing like a peloton class and she's like going for it but the baby's strapped to her back and getting that like constant movement which they you know kind of like but she's doing a you know a spin class with a baby on her back so some extra weight anyway to, to, yeah. to be going with but the baby looks like really happy obviously close to the mom touching the mom but like she's getting a workout in it's like yeah. sometimes i might get a full class on peloton and sometimes it might be 20 minutes um and, but you know i show up and do what i do and it's like her hair's up and yeah like it's it, the that's definitely one of the negatives of of social media is everyone just painting out to have these like very perfect life lives and I, i've just met so many quote-unquote influencers and like my perception of them to what their my reality has been when i've met them it's just like just, they're just more normal yeah they're just more normal and yeah like because everything seems so perfect and then when you meet them you're like oh you're just a human as well <laughs> you've got issues as well you've got some broken stuff going on too it's like huh you know what I mean? it's just like and you figure that out like within or i do within like a couple of minutes of speaking to them and I'm like that's actually really nice and reassuring but like if you just showed a little bit more of that but it's not what gets the likes and the clicks and everything else. Yeah. It? Yeah. And so if, you know, we're feeling like we should be having this great workout with our kids there and stuff, like that isn't actually the reality. And it is something that we always say to our clients and also in all of our content, it's important for you to have time away to work out as well. Like, mm -hmm. yes, amazing. Bring kids along sometimes, do a workout in the kitchen sometimes so they see you do it. But also you also can have some time where yeah. you just get to focus on doing your mm -hmm. full three sets with no interruptions mm -hmm. And hitting your PBs and, and doing it for you. Yeah. It's, um, and like being able to get that time as well. I know you kind of brought this up uh, slightly uh, on, a, on a different podcast. I think a lot of men don't understand the struggles that women go through when it comes to like managing their weight maybe or their body or even as part of their mental health. And maybe that exercise can be like a real crutch for you or something that you really want to do and, and means a lot versus your husband or partner may have an active job or doesn't work out that much or just goes and plays golf and doesn't really gain any weight. So they don't really see like how important this part of your life is to you. And, you know, making sure that you're having a conversation with them, like, hey, like, I want to do like two sessions a week when I'm on my own. Like, can, are you okay to have the baby at that time? And, you know, just set, like just setting those expectations. I think one of the <laughs> things that I've learned in, in all relationships, whether that's professional, personal or anything else is like, just the number one thing that kind of just ruins stuff is like uncommunicated expectations. So like when you have an expectation of your partner that they should just be able to read your mind and do the thing and you don't actually express that, like it, it often just ends bad for both parties. And it's the same on the professional side of things. Like, well, I just expected you to do this work thing. And it's just like, why didn't you just read my mind and do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's the same thing. So just like uncommunicated expectations, like, well, my partner should just know that I need to go and work out twice, you know? And it's like, instead, just like asking and then creating a plan. And then if they fucking step the line and don't show up, yeah, then give them a kick in the ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, if, if, if you're going about it that way, I think just has a much higher success ratio and that's like much better for everyone. Definitely. And yeah. I think that then becomes just part of a routine when it's discussed and it's out mm -hmm. in the open and it's something that you've, you've both made a plan for. Yeah. That becomes part of your life as a family. Like on a mm. Tuesday, mum does this and I go to the park with you and that's mm. something the kids know. Sorry to interrupt, but we do want to be bringing you guys the very best content moving forward and even bigger and better guests. So we would really appreciate if whatever platform you're listening to, you subscribe, follow, because the bigger this podcast grows, the more and more guests we're going to be able to get on here for you and provide you even more value. Um, and in terms of actually getting the kids 
active and taking them, your dad can still go and do something fun with them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and there was one study I found actually, which was really interesting. Maybe I shouldn't be saying dad should go to the park with them because yeah. um, there's a direct correlation with how much time dad spent with their kid in the week to how active the kids were. Okay. And if they spent, like say the time after school they spent with their dads, they were more likely to be active. And if they spent it with their mums, they were more likely to be sedentary. Okay. Which was really interesting because I feel like there is those kind of gender roles of like, oh, dad will take the kids to the park and kick the ball around. Right. Um, mm. And mum's probably at that time doing something for herself because that's like the only time she's had or she's mm. cooking the dinner or, you yeah. know, whatever. But you know what? You could go, you could be the one to go to the park. Mm. Dad could cook the dinner. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. The relationships are, you know, I think everyone can look at their own relationship and look at other people's relationship and be like, how does that work? But it does, you know what I mean? Like everyone's just has just has their own magical way of going about things. And for some people, like those conversations are really difficult. Like they might have never had a partner cook the dinner. And like that might be something that is just, I could never suggest for that to happen. And it just might not feel like it's even an option that's on the table. But again, finding just what that, what that looks like for you, what that um, normal or reality or however you want to go about it looks like for you in your life and just finding a, a healthy way to communicate with everyone. Yeah, and I think having that like sit down chat about like what do we want for our kids and what mm -hmm. do we want their approach to activity and health and wellness and food to even be because if you don't have a discussion, it becomes that just passed down habitual yeah. standard that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast where it's almost unconscious. Just, just what we do is what we do and that's what they end up with. Mm -hmm. And actually, when you become a parent, I've realized everything can be so much more intentional and you've got so much power in your hands. It's yeah. actually scary. Like yeah. all the decisions you make have these knock on influences now mm. to this other little person and mm. how they're going to think about things. Yeah. So I think having a conversation of like, what are your hopes for your kid and what what do you want their approach to be? Mm. You can then create a lifestyle as a family that can result in that. Yeah. 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 There are all those big conversations to have to make sure that your values are aligned with the, the actions that you're taking. Because yeah, when there's a misalignment of values, that's definitely where, you, again, those uncommunicated expectations come in. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what you want and that, that's what they want. And it's like, well, we didn't speak about this. So we just keep putting heads about on the same topic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, it's even down to like people, th uh, I've got friends who really, really push their kid to go to football mm -hmm. and he trains like three times a week. He trains till like nine o'clock at night and he's mm -hmm. still in primary school and I go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. But to them, that is really important. Like he loves his football. They want him to be active. They want him to do well. Maybe he'll even like go semi pro mm -hmm. so like that's important to them but if someone said to me you're like you should put nate in uh football till nine yeah. o'clock at night when he's 10 i'd be like sleep's more important it's it's just tough isn't it like i think we all just naturally do judge and it's i, I just don't think that there's not one right way to parent you know what i mean no and, and, it's and, your values yeah right? it's your values like i've walked like so I, I do a lot of hiking and go up like a lot of mountains and in, in, in the lake district and every now and then you'll see like just a couple with like a baby strapped to them and like my first reaction has been holy shit like if they fell like that baby's like done i've yeah. never even thought of that oh right oh my gosh <laughs> i feel so bad yeah. i'm more like well there's no way he's gonna sit in there for that long he'll I'm, just get bored <laughs> as it was never been a problem for me yeah but. yeah so you know because i'm like like we're going up like uh you know eight nine hundred meters oh, yeah i am and so like some of the paths on on so i, I like at one point they were like stopped at the top and i thought i'm gonna go and ask and i spoke to them and they were like I've been hiking for like 15 years. I was like, there's, 
the, I've, the, I've never fallen. It's just like, this is just normal for me. And the, the, his answer was, people have probably got more of a chance, more normal people have got more of a chance of tripping in the street with a baby than I have going up one of these mountains with the baby on my back. So for them, it's just like, uh, just another normal day. I've not tripped in 15 years. I'm not going to trip with my baby. I'm, I love hiking. I want my baby to love hiking. And that's what we're going to do as a family. You know, so they just feel like it's, there's nothing out the blue. But for someone, like I said, myself looking out, who, who, again, I had more of a curious view on it, was like, that's like a six-month-old baby strapped to your chest and you're walking down a, like, very, you know, steep mountain. Um, but for them, it's just like, yeah, that's just what we do. Yeah, and I suppose it is always balancing, like, what you want out of it versus, like, what's the potential risks. And if we come back to um, what we said at the beginning of these perceptions around kids and working out and exercise mm. and people thinking, oh, if you work out too young, you're going to stunt your growth and that's the risk. And then what's actually the benefit? Mm. It's quite easy to jump to conclusions if you don't know the full story or the full picture and like, yeah. assess it. Um, so when it comes down to it, actually, you know what, if you're going to get a kid doing like push-ups and squats and mm. body weight stuff, it's no different than running around in the playground and doing silly stuff. I wish like I, from a very young age had, Someone had taught me to stretch and I just kept that mobility. Someone, oh, yeah. had, someone had gave me, like, taught me how to just do, like, great movement patterns for, like, resistance training because they're just all things that when your brain is that plastic at that age and you just pick things up so quickly and then you could just, like, maintain great mobility, I'm like, oh, what a gift. You know what you're saying about the nutrition? Mm-hmm. If you could keep all really healthy movement patterns and just knew to keep that as you go into you know, sort of adulthood, you know, how amazing would that be? And actually, it's stuff that <coughs> kids do. If you look at a toddler, they squat really well. Oh, if you ever <laughs> see a baby squat, you're just like, I wish I could squat yeah. a grass like that. Yeah. But then we go and stick them in school in chairs for mm. 12 years, and they end up as adults like us who yep. are like, oh, I've got to learn how to squat now. Yeah. Like, we're really <laughs> underserving the kids of the world. Um, so, yeah, I do think, like, giving them practice. And actually, there is a lot of research to show that kids thrive on high um, reps. So like don't give them load, obviously, when they're small, mm-hmm. um, but just get them to do like loads of reps because it's muscle memory and it's teaching their body yeah. like this is how we squat. This is how we bend over properly and pick mm-hmm. something up. And actually, they will probably start off doing it pretty well anyway because yeah. their bodies are biomechanically not <laughs> in mm-hmm. what's the word? Um, limited by having a, a life right. sitting yeah, in chairs. Yeah, they've got great, great range of motion in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, they've got their flexibility and they haven't got like little niggles that are stopping them moving mm-hmm. correctly. So just getting them to just keep doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, but in a fun way, because obviously no one wants to be told to do 100 burpees by the mum. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no one wants to be told to do 100 burpees by the mum. But if you've probably seen the mum doing 100 burpees, the kid probably would just start doing yes. burpees with you. You know, there is that sometimes and it's just people's like, perception of it like if you just keep telling your kid like you're gonna hate burpees you're gonna hate burpees like mm-hmm. you know what i mean versus like hey we're gonna do 10 burpees at the end of the workout and it's just there's just so many different ways you can view and change you know your people's beliefs around certain certain parts of exercise and health yeah and you're so right but they do copy so like the other day i've been moving all my gym equipment into my new office at home mm-hmm. and um i've got some like two kilo dumbbells just for doing like lateral raises because they are the dumbbells. yes um <laughs> and he picked one up and I was like, whoa, you already weigh like 12 kilos. And then I did the math. I was like, it's just not that impressive. But it is <clears> impressive. <throat> like he just picked up a full size weight and he did it really yeah. nicely. Like he bent down, had his nice straight yeah. back. He picked <laughs> it up. But because he's seen like, oh, that's what those are for. You pick them up and then you do something with them. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like I've never sat him down and been like, right now, watch carefully because this is how we pick things up and this mm-hmm. is what we do. Mm-hmm. He's just absorbed it. Yeah. 
No, definitely. And I've seen it on like loads of clients who've sent me like form check videos in the past. And it's like, you know, every now and then they'll just have like the four-year-old daughter who's like trying to do push-ups with the mom yes. next to them and stuff. And it's, it's they're cute and it's also like great bonding time for them. But also like, yeah, like they're literally mirroring what you do. And I see him like, hey, like mom does this a couple of times a week. Like, I want to do this a couple of times a week. And it's like for them, it's it doesn't sound like a chore or something. It's like they want to exercise as well and 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 copy and and keep living that life. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that's normal for kids. Like there's that drive to be active because it feels good for them. Like you let mm. a bunch of kids loose in an outdoor space and they instantly run around. Yeah. They don't just stand there at the corner being like, oh, we're outside. What should we do? <laughs> like they, so un- yeah. they understand that yeah. it feels fun to run around and like be a bit crazy and move your body. Yeah. And I think there's so few opportunities now for kids to just do that compared to, I don't know how many decades ago there was just... Yeah. a lot more outdoor free time um and so if your kids aren't getting that recommended it's actually 60 minutes a day that they should just be mm-hmm. running around being kids yeah. and being active and if that isn't in like free play time in mm-hmm. your lifestyle creating like a segment of your day where you do a fun workout together could yeah. be contributing and that can be like dancing along to something on youtube or mm-hmm joining in with your squats that you're doing at home. Yeah. It can be anything, but they really need that for their own like mm-hmm. physical and mental health. Well, that, that that's one of the the gifts I'd say my <clears throat> my mum gave me about 14. So, you know, I think this is just about when like Xboxes started coming out. Mm. Um, maybe it wasn't, I don't know when the date was, but anyway, I remember having an Xbox around that age and or maybe the last couple of years. And, you know, prior to that, I would come home and play football in the street. I would go on my bike. I was very, very active. And then started progressively playing more games uh, and spending more time indoors and then when the summer holidays would come and there wouldn't be you know you know activities in school all the time or you know seeing as many friends i would spend a lot more time being sedentary and, and like gaming and like i would just become this like ratty horrible angry short kid to, my, to the point where my mom was like what is like got it it's like a week or two after you know summer holidays to the point where she was like you just need to like go for a run and I was just like, and she was like, you just go for a run, like run to the train station, like come back. So it was like four or five miles. And when I come back and I was just like on fire, just like alive. Like she was like, it was like bipolar, bloody completely different person to who left the house to who come back. And I think just from that time, like she was just like, you need to go for a run again tomorrow. So like, when it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was that like your daily prescription? Yeah. And it was like, so I got up and I was like, really want to And then, so then she just like bribed me to go to, to an extent. And then I would go and I'd come back and I'd, I'd be like, great good for the day and I was like and I think it just clicked for her like oh you know I'm not moving as much and I'm spending more time in front of a screen and gaming and, and like that's finally like she didn't have that much of an issue with it but when there was no movement or exercise like it was having a, a detrimental effect on my mental health more so than my sisters um and and like yeah that's just like a an awareness she gave me from a young age that I've been able to you know carry on into to adulthood and, and to be able to you know really make that like a non-negotiable and not for even like the physical health benefits, quite literally for the mental health benefits. Yeah, and I think that's often overlooked because if you go on the internet and you look at like, oh, should I get my kid to work out? Mm-hmm. There's all these lists of like, oh, help strengthen their bones and improve their blood pressure yeah. and like all this stuff. There's no mention of it helps them develop their cognitive abilities, manage their emotions, be in a good headspace, regulate their emotions when they're at school. Yep. Like all that stuff that as adults, we talk about all the time. Mm. Exercise is so good for all these reasons. And yet for kids, it's all very much about like the physical. Yeah. I, I, people don't like me saying this, but I think it's just like be like a dog. 
in that sense, like if you leave your dog at home all day, you don't take it for a walk. Yeah, but it's okay because you call yourself like yeah, a dog, okay, I, so yeah, it's that's fine. That's fine. Okay, yeah, but like <laughs> let's just like if you have like it's the same. If you, if you leave your dog at home all day for like a day, maybe it's fine. Day two, you've not taken out for any walks. You come home, your shoes have been ripped off. They've had the zoomies. They've run around the house a million times. If like if you had a camera, they've chewed your couch up, and they're like they're a bit ratty, and you're just like. Ugh. Why? Like they, they need exercise. They want to move. They're like trapped in their own sort of minds and they need that like outlet. They need to go and let that energy out. And I just don't think we're just too dissimilar as, as people. Like we need to move more and we, we really, really don't. And that's a huge thing where I put that, oh, you're moving your body on, on stories all the time. And it is, it's like people are like, oh, does that mean every day? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean working out every day. It doesn't day. mean working out every day. It means just moving your body in some capacity every day. You know, doing a thousand steps in a day is just like not a healthy way to live physically or mentally. Um, and just making a conscious effort of like every day, I'm going to be moving my body in some capacity. And I think even that is a really healthy thing to pass on to your kids. Because I know like my parents did work out when I was younger, mm-hmm. but it was very much like mum went to her step class. Yeah. Dad went for a bike ride. We never saw any of that really. Um, but it wasn't like a daily thing. It wasn't that like, mm-hmm. do we move our bodies every day? And so that was quite a big lifestyle adjustment for me because it wasn't really normal. Um, yeah. And I think just having that normality of like, oh, we're all going to go out for a walk or mm-hmm. we're, we're going to get down on the floor and do some stretches together. Yeah. Just doing something is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the opposite as well. Like uh, my mom and dad had two uh, flower shops and my dad was a postman. So he was like, his whole thing was when I started going to the gym was like, oh, you're going to get fake muscles. Like you're going to get fake muscles going to the gym because you like lifting weights to get them. And she's like, I've got real muscles off like lifting buckets of water from, you know, and just like, carrying stuff off. I, I can't get yeah. my head around like, what would they look different? Or? It's just like, it's just like, you know, you've got to, because I was like going to the gym, like this is like 17 years ago. So it wasn't like a thing the way it is now. And, you know, his whole thing was like, well, he's got like big arms and he's like in shape and he's never had to lift a weight in his life. You know what I mean? So like that was his thing. Like that's a more like manly way of, being in shape, you know what I mean? I'm just like, fuck you, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, but then he was in that lucky position. He had an active job, right? Yeah, he, he had two very active jobs. So yeah. like it's something like, and he's never had to worry about his weight or his diet and just eats like the worst things in the world. And it's just like, you know, so that was, that was like very interesting in terms of like growing up as well because they, they were both quite active uh, just because of their jobs. And that's something that's again over the past, say two decades, has really changed like people are a lot more sedentary now and then COVID through an even bigger spanner in the works like you can actually see like when you look at some of the data of like how active people went from like 2019 to like now like 2022 it's like a massive decrease in just overall like movement and steps and people don't realize like that 15 minute walk to the train station you know getting the train that 15 minute walk to the office going and getting your lunch and that, like that might have been seven thousand steps that now you're doing Two. 200 mm. at home 300 at home and then maybe a thousand in a day and it's like that's slowing down your metabolism like you're burning fewer calories and that makes it harder to lose weight and easier to gain weight yeah and if we've got these active jobs it's great until we stop because mm-hmm. yeah i know um for me my mum was a hairdresser so she was on her feet all day mm-hmm. and then covid came obviously salon shut down yeah um and she decided I actually don't really want to go back when it was all like shit to wear crazy amount of PPE mm-hmm. and stuff. So she did early retirement. Um, and it would have been very easy for that to be her lifestyle as well of just mm-hmm. like 
not really doing much at all. Yeah. So it's had to be quite a conscious decision to, okay, start going to classes. Now they're back on. She bought, mm. she bought an electric bike this week. Very yeah. proud of her. <laughs> so she can like go out around the lanes yeah. and get some exercise. Um, but yeah, it's very easy if you've got that like baseline amount of activity that for you is normal mm. to feel like everyone else doesn't need to do stuff because yeah. you should just be active. You yeah. should just be. It, yeah, I mean, it's same thing happened to me. I was personal training and went, went working online. And my steps went from 25,000 a day, lifting weights, demonstrating exercises to three, 4,000. I'd never gone for a planned walk through the week in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like 26 years old. I've never had to consciously go for a planned walk. That was such a shift in mindset for me. Like, oh, I've got to put an hour in my diary to go for a walk in the middle of the day. Like, what is this? <laughs> um, but then, yeah, you just look at the, the data and the steps and you're just like, I'm just not active at all anymore. So yeah, you do have to consistently adapt and change, especially if your lifestyle changes and moves. But I think if uh, your your parents just develop this skill set and have that skill set and have that adaptable mindset of like, hey, like we've moved houses now or we've got different jobs. And then they go like, look, we're not moving as much. So we're going to make a point of moving more as a family or we're going to like reduce calorie intake because that's what's happened. Like I, when I went from 25,000 steps, I only actually got it back to about seven, eight. Um, I had to eat a thousand fewer calories a day like a thousand fewer calories a day. So that took me like dietary wise, like a bit of a, quite a bit of yeah. adjustment. Um, and yeah, just like all of that awareness, like if you can learn, learn that and pass that on to your kids, it's just such a, it's such a gift. When, if you guys have kids, <laughs> sorry, I've done <laughs> it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what would you want to pass on to them? Like what kind of mindset would you want them to grow up with? So they don't have any of that struggle. Um, it's really like, I think the best thing you can do is just like pass on skills. You know what I mean? Like you want to, I'd want to raise kids that like have their independence. And I think their independence will come from having that confidence in their own ability and skill set. So the more that you can give them in terms of that confidence and skill set to be able to, you know, understand their bodies, understand how to overcome problems, how to deal with adversity. You know, I think that's, again, I'm, I'm never trying to judge, but I just, sometimes I just see like, some people are just shelter their kids too much and eighth place tro trophies and all that type of stuff. And it's, it sounds nice, but it's like, it's like a finite game. Like you make your child feel better in the, in the moment, but then in the long haul, it hurts them because they don't understand like, that's like not the real world in a lot of ways. And it's, um, so yeah, you know, helping them overcome challenges, working through adversity, um, become a good loser <laughs> and also a good winner at the same time. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, just passing on, passing on uh, skills and a, and, a, and a resilient mindset. So it sounds like sports actually would be quite a big role sports to play is, in that. You know, like a lot of martial arts sports are, are great um, in a lot of senses because they have this like hierarchy, hierarchy structure in terms of like you're a white belt and the top's the black. So you instantly walk in and you respect the black belts straight away. So I think it's a great thing because it's not like you just go to school sometimes and respect your teachers. Some like Because you have to. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. Basically, like, oh, they're a black belt. You know what I mean? I mean, you start getting a bit better and you get humbled constantly throughout doing something like that. And then when you get to that next point of maybe getting to a blue belt, you're like, wow, like it feels like a real sense of achievement. And then you feel like you are now a couple of levels up from the white. And it's just, I think it's just a very great mindset to just have it like something that keeps you humble teaches you to embrace failure, to strive for more and to, you know, push on for the next goal. Um, so yeah, I think, I think 
sports and martial arts can can really be great life teachers and and they have been for me like i remember so many of the victories in sports and we'd always play queen we are the we are the champions after we win you know it's just like it was amazing after every time we'd win like a, a competition but like every time i'd sit in the, the car or the van on the way home after losing something as a kid you know like I'd literally dad would just look at me and be like you have to try harder next time you know what i mean you got to show up more practice you got to do better and it's like it's true you know what i mean it's like you gotta you gotta sit with that loss like i didn't need at that time to be told like you know, like it wouldn't have been a good, I would like, oh, it's okay. Well, it wasn't okay. Like we lost, we were, we weren't the better team and that is okay, but we got to do better next time if we want to win. And it's, uh, so yeah, I think sports are, are fantastic for, for giving you that mindset to, to drive through because, you know, nobody's getting W permanently and it comes with a lot of L's and that's, uh, they, there's a lot of great lessons in that. I think um, it's really telling that everything you just talked about was nothing to do with strengthening your child's bones. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Making sure their cardio system was really strong. Yeah. Because actually all of those things are so much of a, even more of a greater gift than having just an active lifestyle to have a physical, mm -hmm. healthy body. Yeah. Like if you want your child to be successful in life and have a enjoyable life, mm -hmm. having those mindsets and those skill sets are going to take them so far. And it, and it also, like, even when you're in team sports as well, like, it teaches you how to be a team player. Yeah. It teaches you how to communicate with others. It teaches you, you know, like, just so much, you know, so, so much. So, yeah, I think sports are fantastic for, for everyone, but definitely for kids. Nice. Okay. Well, to summarize, if you are wondering what you should and shouldn't do in terms of hanging your child off a bar or taking <laughs> them to the gym, um, turns out it is a grasp reflex, that baby on the bar. Okay. So it's not actually dangerous. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you do want to try it at home, like it's actually not dangerous, up to you. Um, and if you do want to take your kid to the gym, then by all means get started by just doing body weight stuff. You can get them doing squats. You can get them copying you, doing planks. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only really from like seven, age seven, that you'd really want to say, okay, you can maybe pick up a small weight Start and see how weights. you go. Yeah. Um, and then as they sort of go into their teens and with proper form and coaching, they can start to get more into weightlifting. Yeah. Hey everyone. So if you've been listening and you're looking to lose weight and keep it off for the rest of your life, then this is exactly what we do with our one-to-one -one women's coaching. We will take you through our body smart method, which is a five step program to level you up with the skills, habits, and knowledge to make sure that you lose weight and hit your goal. But ultimately you know how to keep it off for the rest of your life.